Very good. Well, it's um, my privilege this morning to introduce our guest preacher to you, Pastor Joe Geeling. We go back a long, long way. We met at 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon. So it's like old friends catching up this morning. It's great. But um, Pastor, Joe, you're here on Pastor Bruce Robertson's recommendations. So it's a scary thought with Pastor, Pastor Robbo. That could anywhere, but they... Um, Joe and her husband, Paul, pastor IC Church in Brisbane. How many campuses in Brisbane? Four. In Mumbai, India. And soon to be Adelaide, South Australia. And I'm, I'm sure there's probably others in the future as well. But um, I know that she has two teenage boys. Yes. And I know that, um, like myself, her husband, Paul, has coached those teenage boys in, so- in sporting teams. I'm undefeated this year as a coach, just haven't won a game in my competition. Oh, and that's right, it's about a guest preacher, not about me, isn't it? Um, anyway, it, I know that I know Paul and Joe love God, love the church, love people, and um, it's a great honour and privilege to have them here in the Hunter and in Maitland this morning. So let's give Pastor Joe Gilling a great big hand as she comes up to preach this morning. Welcome her up to our stage. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Thank you. Grab your seats. That's fantastic. I'm the unknown quantity today. There you go. You did pretty well to remember all those things about me and uh, it's really cool to be here. So do I call you Pastor Lottie, Pastor Michael? What do we call you? Okay. Dr. Reverend, I love it that you have pastors called Lottie and Loz. I love that. That is so cool. It's excellent. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me, even though you had no choice or no say in the matter. And uh, who's really believing for some fun in church this morning? Who believes God can speak to them this morning? Less hands went up that time. That's all right. By the end, I really believe God wants to do something very powerful. Now, there was a lady singing here, blonde lady. Did she disappear? Okay. Where is she? She's hiding? She's got lots of kids. All right, well, I want to pray for her at the end, so maybe someone can get her. I just feel God wants to encourage her this morning. Um, like Pastor Lottie said, there you go. Um, I'm, I'm actually an Adelaide girl who married a regional Victorian boy and somehow ended up in Brisbane, and uh, as you do, apparently. And I thought I'd live in Adelaide all my days because I seriously thought it was the best city on the planet. And you should think your area is the best. You absolutely should. And uh, we went to Brisbane, we moved there, and a whole year, that first year of living in Brisbane, we went to Movie World every weekend. We bought season passes. We actually thought, this is unbelievable. And all our friends who would come and visit us from South Australia, we said, Adelaide is so pathetic. Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Queensland is where we're at. So we literally did Movie World. We'd drive to Noosa and just ring our friends and go, hey, we're at Noosa, just because we could. And then after a year, we went nowhere, like most people who live in their area. No, never go to the Gold Coast, never go to the Sunshine Coast, um, but uh, just doing life and it's been fantastic. But I do love Queensland, but I love being here this morning and it's very cool. Just one thing really quickly. 
don't switch off boys, but for all the girls out there, we've just released as a church our first women's magazine. And I'm really excited about this. I only have five here, only five. I'm really sorry. Literally, I got sick of seeing the rubbish that magazines put out, the ridiculous stories, the ridiculous pictures, the unattainable lifestyle. And I thought, we need to do something about this. And so we began our team, our own photos, our own stories. We now produce our own magazine twice a year. And it's designed literally that you read it. It is God words, life to people, that you read it and then you pass it on to someone else. Because God's word never runs out of date. I don't know if you've noticed that. And this edition is all about identity. I believe it's one of the biggest issues we're facing in the world today is identity, where people don't understand that they are actually sons and daughters of God. So for the five people who get one today, you're going to think that's fantastic. We'll talk to you afterwards. And I recommend this as a Mother's Day gift. And I have caught lots of boys reading this as well. And they have been absolutely blessed as well because I think God just word speaks to everyone. I saw that precious lady just walk in right there. Awesome. What was your name? Amy. Can I just pray for you? Run out here quickly. Maybe if you're it's your husband, I'm assuming as well. Come out here. I want to pray for you guys. Is this all right? We're just going to do this. Then we'll get into the word. Yeah, right. You can come, you can, you, you do whatever you want. You just rule your row over there. I really just want to encourage you. I just felt that there's a breakthrough coming, particularly in a financial situation. And it's something that's weighed heavy on your mind, uh, something that's been pressing. And I really believe God wants to bring a breakthrough. And it's time for something to move forward, something that's held you back in a sense, and it's time to move forward. I don't know if it's a, it's a debt or something that hasn't been paid to you, but I really believe God wants to release something into your lives. And I just want to declare over your lives right now, like this payout, this breakthrough, whatever it is, it's going to come in the name of Jesus. So right now, Lord God, I thank you for your favor. I thank you for your word. And today, Lord God, we declare that there is just an open heaven right now upon this family's life, Lord God. The things that have tried to hold them back right now, there is a release coming in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare a financial turnaround, a breakthrough today, Lord God. I just declare unexpected favor is coming your way. You work hard, you do all the right things, but God says, I'm pouring into you right now. I'm pouring into your life, into your situation. So Lord God, I just declare it's time for an expectation, a new mindset of God's favour to come right now. We thank you for that breakthrough in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Let's get into the word this morning. I'm going to read from Joshua chapter 3. And uh, I have, like uh, Pastor Lottie said, I have two boys. One of them is actually called Joshua. He's turning 19 this year. He's at second year of university. And he's the responsible one. He's eldest child responsible. And then I have a 14-year-old called Sam. He's not responsible. So we'll just leave it at that, all right? Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to start reading from the NIV. And it says this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Acacia Grove and went to the Jordan and where they camped before crossing over. And after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 
of cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. I want to focus on that scripture this morning. Verse 4, you have never been this way before. Now, I don't know about you, I would actually put, that would put shivers in my spine. I live with a husband who loves going on uncharted territory. I'm ordered. I like a list. I like due warning before things happen in life. Some people would call that being a control freak. That's totally okay. Any other fellow control freaks out there? Great. Only a few. And so I live with this man who just loves, yeah, let's just go. And I'm like, what are we going to do? How will we know? How will we get there? What's going to happen? And yet you have this scripture here in Joshua. And you know, Joshua is preparing the people, the Israelites, to step into the promised land. This thing they've dreamed of, this thing they've longed for, for so many years. And he gets the job of preparing them to take them into the promised land. And I love what God says to them. You've never been this way before. And I really believe to step into our promised land, to step into the territory that God has got for us, sometimes we're going to leave some things behind and we're going to be okay that we don't know where we're going sometimes. Good time to say amen, even if it's in faith. Amen. Just smile your way through it. It's all okay. But that's what I want to talk to you about today is uncharted territory. And I feel for you as a church, and like I said, my history with this church goes back to Friday afternoon. But I had this word burning in my heart, because you're about to walk into uncharted territory. And the incredible thing about uncharted territory is, literally God says, that's where I do amazing things. Because it's not reliant on your gifts. It's not reliant on your abilities. It's not reliant on you knowing what you can do. It's literally saying, God, I will follow you wherever you lead me. I'm going to step into the promises, the amazing things that you have for my life. So this word uncharted simply means unexplained, untraveled, undiscovered, unfamiliar and unknown. I really believe for this church, it's a season to step into the unknown. But we don't do it with a lack of confidence. We do it fully confident that we have a God who knows what he's prepared for us, that he has amazing things in store. You know, I think back many, many years ago when I was at high school and doing my Australian history. Did anyone enjoy it? I used to like modern world history. I didn't even like Australian history. And here we are, we'd have to learn about Captain James Cook. It's probably a good thing if you're Australian that you do learn Australian history. And you think about this man setting out on an endeavour to discover new territory. The thing is, he never came looking for Australia. He was actually looking for land between New Zealand and Tahiti. They thought there was something out there. And can you imagine doing recruitment? You know, you've got a team going to Vanuatu, which is amazing. At least you know where you're going. At least you know my ticket says I'm going to Vanuatu. You probably know where you're staying. You probably have a sense of what you're doing. I can ima imagine Captain James Cook coming along going, well, hey, this is going to be amazing. Who wants to go on a journey? Who wants to get on a boat? We may never come back. We may never find anything. We may run out of food. We may die. Come on a journey with me. It's going to be amazing. Can you imagine people going, oh, sign me up for that one. That sounds fantastic. 
I'd love to get scurvy on the boat on the way over there. You can't imagine people signing up for that. And yet so often in our faith, God's saying, come on, there's a journey I've got for you. You may not know where it's actually headed. You may not know the promises I'm going to step you into, but I want you to step into some uncharted territory. You have never been this way before. And I want to encourage you, that's an awesome place to be because that's where God does his best work when people surrender to him, go, let's go. Let's see what happens. You know, a few years ago, we'd lived in Brisbane now for about 17 years. And uh, a few years ago, my husband got his car fixed. And so he had to catch a taxi into Brisbane City. And as he gets into this taxi, he's in this taxi with a driver who's been driving 30 years. And as they set off driving, he takes a different uh, way to get into the city than Paul has ever been. And Paul's going, mate, you're going the wrong direction. This is not how you get to the city from my house. And this cabbie goes, mate, I've been driving 30 years. How long have you been here? And so they're having a bit of an argument, Paul, going, no, you need to turn left here. This is the road you take to the city. And after about 20 minutes, which is 10 minutes less than it takes us to get into the city, he finally arrives in Brisbane City. My husband comes home that night and he literally walks in and he goes, you won't believe it. There is another way into the city. We never knew about it. It is quicker. It is amazing. And sometimes we get so used to doing the same old, same old. God wants to come and go, you've never been this way before. It is far more effective. It's far more fruitful if you follow the way that I have actually got for you. You see, we get so used to just going through the routines and the mundane of life. You know, some days I get home and I realise I can't even remember driving home. I don't drink, all right? So let me just clarify that right now. But have you ever done that going, did I run a red light? I'm not even sure if I drove through that section. And you arrive home. You see, God wants to take us on a different path, uncharted territory. And God has incredible things. So this is what I feel for you as a church today. He's calling you as individuals. Are you ready to step into some uncharted territory? But I really believe as a church, he's saying, come on, church. Come on, real life church. Are you ready to step into maybe what's not known for you, but what's known for God? And I want to give you a few keys to navigating uncharted territory today. You ready for those? Let's get through those real quick. We're going to pray. God's going to do something. And then we can all go and play golf. Okay? (laughs) Sounds good to me. My son would be very sad he's not here. He would think that's, that would be awesome. All right, the first thing, if you want to navigate uncharted territory, the first thing is you've got to throw out your old maps. Some of us are using maps that we used in 1980. I can guarantee even in your region right now, there are new places that didn't exist 10 years ago. And we've got to get good at saying, Not God, hey, this is my map, this is my plan, this is the way I do things. We've actually got to get good at saying, God, what's your map? What's your agenda? What's your plan for my life? We get so used to sticking with what we know, we've got to throw out some old maps. I love that it says in the Word of God that His mercies are new every morning, every day. And yet some of us are living in mercies, new mercies from 1970. Can you imagine God's got something new for you right now? 
He's got something for this new season. His mercies are new every morning. Isaiah 43, 19 says this, for I'm about to do something new. See, I already have begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. We've got to let go of some of those things that we hold as precious so we can step into the things that God has got for us. You know, my son, he's 14, but a couple of years ago, he was driving in his, my na- his nana's car, my mum's car, and he gets into my mum's car and he literally said this. He's such a kid of, you know, modern technology. He goes, Nana, what is that book? And she goes, well, Sam, that's called a street directory. <laughs> Anyone's still got a street directory out there? Yeah, okay. This is my mum. So when she's not using it to find places, she sits on it to give her some extra height in the chair. It's hilarious. So Sam's flipping through this street directory and he goes, so what does it do? Like, what do you do with it? And my mum begins to explain, you go to the front section, you find your road and then you find it's like on map, whatever. Then you do the A and then the five and you find your location and then you put post-it notes, little yellow and you flip and you flip and you flip. And he's looking at her, like, thinking she's having a joke. She goes, he goes, literally, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, Nana. Who remembers all the marital conflict that would take place with the street directory? (laughs) We'll just let that one go. My husband can yell at Google Maps now. It's much nicer. And my son is looking at this thing, this street directory, going, what? And then he reads something on the side and he's flicking through the maps and he goes, Nana, Do you realise our house, where we live, isn't even in the maps? She's literally using one from 1965. But anyway, that's a whole other story. And he goes, Nana, it says limit of map. It comes to a point, our road stops and it says limit of map. You see, when you're using your old ways, when you're stuck just doing what you know to do, you're going to come to a limitation because you can't step with what you've got into what God's got for you. So I want to encourage you today, maybe it's time to throw out some of the old maps so we can step into some uncharted territory that God's got for us. Going to go home and throw away your street directory? You do whatever you want. Second thing is this. That's the first thing. If you want to navigate uncharted territory well, not only do you have to throw out your old maps, but you also have to get comfortable with the unknown. Who struggles with that? I've got my hand up. We've got to get comfortable with the unknown. Let me phrase it this way. It's called the faith life. Where we take steps of faith, confident in our God because he does know, even when we don't know. I love what 1 Timothy 1.19 says in the Amplified. It says this about faith. It's that leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence. That's what faith is. And for this new season, we're going to have to get comfortable with not always knowing what's next in God. Because I believe if God revealed now his purpose and his plans, he'd go, I can't do that. I can't. And yet he literally says, let's go on a journey to discover what I've got for you. It's so important. Sometimes you're going to have to admit we don't know where we're going, but God does. It's so important. You know, in 2011, and I know you guys have had crazy storms over the years out this way as well, but in 2011, we had the Brisbane floods and uh, we actually lost our church building. 
about a metre of water went through our church building. And as we walked in over the days to survey the damage, we'd pull some of the plasterboard away and just the sludge. It's the only way. In our safe, we, it's an old church building. There was an old vault and we opened up the vault and water just trickled out of records and archives that we'd kept for years, just totally gone. And I remember that season for us was a really tough season. We lost a building. We couldn't actually repair it with the insurance payout. And we became a church that literally was like, where are we meeting this week? And we'd get texting, okay, we're this place this week. Um, we were meeting in all sorts of locations. We were meeting in like comedy halls. We were meeting in the Greek club. Um, there were so many jokes going around where church was every week. It was quite a crazy season and it was really hard. There were some nights on a Saturday, Paul's just like, I don't even know where we're having church tomorrow. And then you'd rally everyone around. And I'd say for us personally in our ministry and as a church, it was our hardest season we've ever walked in. We saw people leave our church. You know, money was an issue. It was so tied up with insurance payouts. It was a crazy season. And I remember Paul coming one night. We rallied the leaders together. And, you know, we were broken. We're going, this is so hard. What are we going to do? We've lost so much. And Paul began to share this word to the leaders of the church he said church we're going to change our mindset we are no longer just a refugee church we're no longer a church who has no home we are a church on the move and as he began to declare that in faith he goes I don't know where we're moving to but we're a church on the move and something began to resonate within us it goes we don't know where we're going Yay! We're a church on the move. And in that season, God began to stir our hearts to do more than we could ever imagine. I want to encourage you. Get good with the unknown. Get comfortable not always knowing. Maybe in your kids' lives, surrender them to God. You may not always know. Maybe in your finances, sometimes you just don't know what's happening. Surrender to God. In your job, in your career, your study, whatever it is, it's okay to go through seasons where we don't know, but we have a confidence in a God who does know. Bill Johnson says this. I love this quote. If we want the peace of God that transcends all understanding, we've got to be willing to give up our understanding. I encourage you, stop trying to work it out. Stop trying to understand why. It's a really big thing. And understand God knows, God has a plan, God has a purpose. All right? We're with me. We're friends. Oh, good. I want to be friends. All right, if you want to navigate uncharted territory, the third thing is this, real quickly. You've got to understand that detours become part of the journey. Who hates detours? Who hates when you're driving somewhere and a roadblock and they're doing work on the roads and you're literally going, oh, this is so annoying. This is so annoying. I have to drive around the block, have to do things like that. We get really ticked off. But who knows when you start on a detour, it always comes back to the place that you were headed to in the first place. You see, we've got to understand with the things of God. You may be in a season right now and you go, this isn't where I expected to be. This isn't what the plan was I had for my life. 
And I just sense God saying, embrace the detour. It can become a great testimony of the story that God's got for your life. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purposes. You may be in a detour right now. You may be in a detour of your health. This isn't what I planned. God, what are you doing? But God can work all things together for good. You may be in a season right now and you go, this isn't the place I imagined. You may be going through ruin. You may be just really struggling. But God can make that part of the journey of the testimony of navigating this season for your life. It's so important. Don't think of a detour as an inconvenience. Think of a detour as an opportunity for God to step in and do something incredible. You know, years ago, we had a boy in our youth ministry, and his name was Gavin. And Gavin literally was at school one day, and he began to have difficulty seeing the blackboard. They moved him to the front. He still struggled to see the blackboard. His mum took him for some eye tests, thought he might need glasses. And as soon as the optometrist saw him, said, you need to get him to a doctor. You see, they discovered he had brain cancer pressing on his optic nerves. And as they began to do this whole treatment, they also discovered he had chest cancer in his chest, in the cavity of his chest. So here's a young boy, probably 12 or 13 at the time, diagnosed with brain cancer, diagnosed with this chest cancer right through his chest. And our church, our youth ministry went to prayer, trying to stand with this family who were just broken, had other children. How are we going to navigate? This was not part of the plan. Who knows that? This is not part of the plan. This is a detour we never wanted to be on. And as we began to pray for Gavin, incredible thing happened. You know, they began to join Canteen, where kids with cancer come together. They'd go on camps where they'd come together, parents supporting parents, kids supporting kids. But through this journey, while Gavin was in hospital, losing his eyesight because of this tumour in his brain, we'd come around and my husband Paul would come and pray with him, take communion with Gavin in his hospital room. And something really incredible happened as they were going to operate to see what they could actually do. His mum just said, can you just check one more time? Can you check one more time? Gavin went in, had an x-ray, and they literally came out of that x-ray saying, we can't explain it. This is a miracle. There is no cancer in his brain. Nothing whatsoever. This boy that had tumour growing, developing fast, it is gone. But what we don't understand, he still has cancer in his chest. Sometimes you're just not going to understand the dealings of God, how it works. God doesn't bring sickness, but sometimes it's a great opportunity for testimony, a breakthrough in our lives. And so here's Gavin now going through chemotherapy to treat this cancer. And the amazing thing was, as he's going through this treatment, celebrating his brain cancer is gone, he had the opportunity to be in these canteen camps where they would sit around a campfire. His parents would actually lead worship around a campfire. They would lead people to Jesus every opportunity they had just at these canteen moments because in a year they'd look back and most of those kids had passed away, no longer there. And Gavin himself got up one day and he says, I don't know why God healed my brain cancer. I don't know why this chest cancer still remained, but I know that God has used it. He's used it to now be a witness to other people. 
people. I have seen more people saved because I had cancer than I ever would have if I was just a normal teenage boy. You see, like I said, God doesn't give cancer. But even in the detour, even in the place you don't want to be in, God can do something amazing in your life. And if we're going to deal with unknown and uncharted territory, we've got to say, God, every detour... Every inconvenience, everything that's happening right now in my life, I surrender it to you and I ask you to use it for your purposes. Worship team, why don't you come real quick? Uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. The last one is this. Not only do we have to throw out our old maps, got to get comfortable with the unknown, got to understand that detours become part of the journey. We've got to get our focus right. If you want to do the journey well, you've got to know where you're looking. You've got to know where you're headed. You've got to know what you're setting your eyes on and literally keep them fixed there. I love what Hebrews 12 to the message says this. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way. You know, here's Joshua. He's about to take the Israelites into the promised land. And he says something so powerful to them. Keep your eyes on the Ark of the Covenant. Don't take your eyes off. When the ark moves, we move. When the ark goes over there, we go over there. Just keep your eyes on the presence of God. And I want to encourage you in this season as a church, as individuals, as families, as single people today, keep your eyes on the presence of God. Keep your eyes focused on Jesus. He is the best leader. He is the best pastor. He knows what he's doing. I know your pastors are following hard after the presence of God and following Jesus. Let's keep our eyes on him. Let's look to him and all that he wants to take us to. You know, we took our kids to the Great Barrier Reef a few years ago. It was a great family holiday. And uh, my husband, Paul, he's, very, he's a socialite. He's walking around the boat talking to everyone, having a great time as we're taking this boat cruise out there. My other son, I have no clue where he was. But me, I was hanging off the back of the boat, vomiting the whole way. I got so seasick after telling everyone, I'll be right, I'll be right, I'm tough, I'm really cool. It was the most awful trip I've ever had. Literally going, oh, I feel so seedy. And it's like, here I am at the Great Barrier Reef. It was a moment that you just go... Why did I pay money for this experience? And then my youngest son, he was sitting there and this gorgeous lady, like my son started turning a bit green. He's like, oh, we could see him. I'm out the back of the boat. Like I said, my husband and other son, who know where they were? They're probably buying food somewhere. And here's my young son. He's probably nine or ten at the time. He could see that his mother, this lady could see, well, his mother's useless at the moment. So she went and sat next to my son. And she goes, right, what's your name? Sam, she says, your mum doesn't look too good, does she, Sam? No. You feeling a bit sick? Yes. Where's your father? I don't know. And here he is, this little boy sitting there. She goes, right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to fix our eyes on the horizon and we're going to breathe. So she sat there literally with him. Fix your eyes on the horizon. Don't look over there. Don't look over there. Steady gaze. Get your fix, get your focus right. Breathe. 
She sat with him the whole way till we got to the Great Barrier Reef. And he walked off. He goes, I feel so much better, Mum. You see, I always look at that story because I really believe for some of you, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you this morning. Come on. Get your fix, your focus right. Get your eyes locked on Jesus this morning. Lift your eyes from your circumstances. Stop looking at the problems today. Start looking at the horizon. Start looking to the promises. Start looking at what His Word says this morning. And just breathe. He knows what He's doing. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He wants to take you into the fullness of life with Him. Church, I encourage you, it's time to step into some uncharted territory. Who's ready to step into the unknown this morning? You can wave your hand if you actually believe that. (laughs) Why don't you stand in this place? I just want to pray for a moment. Why don't you just bow your heads, close your eyes right now. You guys are an incredible church with an incredible future. I know you've been through lots of journeys in the past. You may have been on detours. But God has an incredible plan and purpose for you to step into in these coming years, this coming season. And just while everyone has their eyes closed and head bowed, firstly, I want to give an opportunity for people this morning who don't know Jesus, who haven't begun the best journey there is on the planet. Yeah, it's unknown, but it's filled with such fruit and such joy and such peace. And just for a moment, I'd love to take and pray with you this morning. If you're here today and you say, would you pray for me? I need to know Jesus. I need to start this journey with Him today. Or maybe you did follow Jesus and now it's time to go, you know what, I need to get my life on track and fully give Him my life this morning. If that's you, would you just raise your hand so I know who I'm praying for this morning? I'm just going to take a moment just to look across this place. Thank you up the back there. That is fantastic. You can pop your hand down now, sir. Is there anyone else? Thank you here. That's fantastic. You can pop your hand down this morning. Anyone else? Awesome. Church, what we're going to do today, we're going to pray together. We're going to actually pray a simple prayer asking Jesus to come in and take control of our lives. Can we do that this morning? Can you repeat this after me? Dear Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Saviour. Come into my heart, take control and lead me into your purposes for my life. I surrender to you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Can we give praise to God? That is awesome. So good. And we'd love to meet you straight after the service, give you a Bible or even just pray with you. Take a moment. Church, one more thing. I'm going to hand back to Pastor Lottie right now. I want to pray for people who may be stuck in the detour, who may be stuck in a season gone. This isn't the season I planned. But I really believe as you surrender it, God wants to do something powerful. And we're going to worship just for a moment right now. I'm going to ask you to come forward because I want to pray for you this morning. If that's you, why don't you come right now? Don't miss this opportunity. God wants to do something powerful right now. Come on, worship team, why don't you just lead us? See, just come forward. Thank you, Jesus.